0: I blend the most avant-garde information from neuroscience, ancient sexual practices like Tantra and Taoism, to renegade wellness modalities to show you how to create gourmet sex in your lives. Come one, come all. Polarity, the hottest sexual chemistry, the universal law of opposites. What is chemistry? It's the spark, the attraction that draws you together. In relationship, this could be many things. I often see it as a karmic interchange where we recognize something in the other person that is necessary for us to work out and balance as part of our spiritual development and so we are drawn to each other. Most people never see that and so they just get stuck in difficult patterns and think that they have a bad relationship and then they leave. This is a quote from Carl Jung on chemistry that I love. The meeting of two personalities is like the contact of two chemical substances. If there is any reaction, both are transformed. Chemistry is a message that there is something here for us. At its more core primal level, chemistry is visceral, animal, an inexorable pull, a spontaneous wetness between the legs, an erection that springs to life without any touch a pounding heart, a dizzy head, weakness in the knees, a full body flesh. I posted a reel on Instagram the other day with the caption, the hottest sexual chemistry. And the full post read, the hottest sexual chemistry and couples who can't keep their hands off each other generally have exaggerated feminine and masculine energies at play. Archetypically speaking, feminine energy is softer, open, receptive, and embodies the spiritual notion of surrender, the goddess archetype. Masculine energy is more active, achievement oriented, driven, takes charge and makes things happen. The warrior archetype. We all have these energies at play. For the most part, women inhabit feminine energy and men masculine energy. On a primal level, women want their men stronger than them. They want a man who can be the protector, who can stand his ground, who exudes power and confidence, is dominant and can take the lead men enjoy a woman who can truly open herself trust and fully surrender to him she can go with the flow our sex life gives us a chance to explore and play with these themes to experiment try them on and bring dormant parts of us to the surface needless to say this post was very popular because it's true if you've felt it you know. If you have felt the thrill of a confident, dominant man picking you up and throwing you over his shoulder and taking you into the bedroom, you know. If your man has you pinned up against the wall, spreads your legs, nuzzles into your neck and growls to you all the things he's going to do to you, you know. If your man takes charge in your lives together and in his own, is directive and sure of himself, you know your pussy knows. If your woman is soft and flowing and receptive and shows how she trusts you, you know. If she looks into your eyes with pure adoration and surrender as you are fucking the shit out of her and she is utterly melted, you know. And your cock knows. Everybody knows. We live in a world of polarity and duality, of yin and yang, sun and moon, light and dark, good and evil. That is the whole point of being here, to know ourselves by pressing up against our opposites and getting fucked open by them. There is little more pleasurable than this feeling of being seen, known, desired, and penetrated by our opposite. Fuck gender neutrality. Give me polarity. Give me extremes. Give me the laws of nature. Give me a man ravishing the shit out of me and penetrating and fucking me into oblivion. To be clear, pussy is delicious. But cock talk is what fuels my life. Precisely because it is the yang to my yin. The only people who dismiss these truths are so traumatized or programmed that they cannot see or feel what is real any longer. The level of openness and vulnerability that is required to truly allow yourself to be penetrated and seen becomes too much for them. And so they retreat into the safety or the illusory safety of neutrality. A lot of couples have come to me over the years stuck in some kind of (laughs) gender-neutral spasm. And of course, they have stopped having sex. Surprise, surprise! For my generation, which is Generation X, women were programmed to take on more masculine qualities to be able to achieve things in the world. The messaging that we received is that if you want to climb the corporate ladder or have business success, then you would have to embody masculine energy feminine energy just is not welcome in the workplace or the corporate world and you will not be taken seriously. So women, and for a time that included me, took on masculine traits and energies. Men around this time were experiencing cultural backlash for being toxic masculine and were taught that they needed to get more in touch with their feelings and their emotional sides, which is a great thing, obviously. But along the way and with the best of intentions, many couples reached This stagnancy of gender neutrality. They equalized everything. They were both income earners. They shared child rearing and household chores. And again, I have no problem with that. But in the midst of all of this, they lost the essence of what it means to be masculine and feminine. They stopped cherishing their archetypal differences and enjoying them. And the same thing is happening now, but with a different language. The vilification of the essential masculine and feminine feminine is rampant. I'll tell you this right now. No one who claims to have gender neutrality is having great sex. No one. And if I had to name it, I'd say that's the whole point of this psyop. People won't be having sex and reproducing anymore because they won't have any genitals left. Newsflash, you actually need these things for human reproduction. That's how it works. So, couples come to me and the spark is gone. Can they get it back? Well, it depends on whether they had it before, which is easier because we know that it was there and something covered it up, or they never had it at all, which is harder because their head made the decision to unite with this person, not their hearts or their genitals. When we peel off their protective layers and we see what's underneath, we don't know what we'll find. Most people and relationships are layered up with so much trauma and programming and unresolved issues that they are not able to access their love and vulnerability underneath all of that. Part of the layering up is people straying away from their true essences and natures. Let's say that you have a man who grew up with a violent father, which is the true toxic expression of masculinity. So he vows never to be that man, and he swings to the opposite side of the spectrum. He doesn't express his truth, he has no boundaries, and he's a pushover. A woman may have similarly disowned her feminine energy. Maybe she didn't have trauma, but she grew up with the messaging that we all do, or at least, you know, my generation, that she needs to man up to make it in this world. So these two meet, they fall in safety, not love, and they decide that each is a suitable non-risk to be with. And they're right. They will never get to the deep, raw, naked heart and naked genital, passionate love that changes themselves and changes the world. They will be stuck in gender neutral, politically correct, ultra safe, and completely unfuckable purgatory forever. And they will tell you ad infinitum how they are such good buddies and good partners and sex really isn't all that important in a relationship anyway, because there is no fucking way that this couple is having good sex. The occasional once a year duty and guilt-bound sex they do have is almost certainly going to involve a limp dick because non-masculine men can't get it up and a dry vagina. So lots of lube, maybe some Viagra, some antidepressants because deep down they hate the deadening lie of existence they have created for themselves. Their sexual organs likely begin to manifest some kind of ailment. She might have painful periods and a growth on an ovary. He's got ED, and when he can get it up, then it's PE or premature ejaculation, maybe an enlarged prostate. They both have low libidos, like this is some kind of condition that you mysteriously get rather than you being with someone you just don't want to fuck. (laughs) Chemistry is where it's at. Chemistry will Will change your life chemistry is your body's way of telling you that you are on track you are good for me and my genitals the wildest most vulnerable life-changing sex happens when you are all in when you are so powerfully attracted smitten enchanted entranced and in full adoration of the other person you are open to them and they are open to you If you are living a life of posturing and protection and pretend with all of the societal overlay that you've adapted to fit in or be politically correct or because you just don't know what you don't know, you will not reach these places. It is much safer to be gender neutral and such good buddies. You won't get hurt. You'll be living in this territory of the neutral zone. And then people start to justify that as a way of life. And they come up with all kinds of elaborate theories, as we're now seeing, of why this is the way it is. In today's episode, we are talking to well-fucked all-star couple Jim and Meg. Jim and Meg are self-confessed Anami whores, to use Jim's colorful words, to describe how they have signed up for every Anami salon since they began this journey last year with Coming Together. We interviewed Jim in an episode from August 2022, which is season 4, episode 26, called How to Fuck Your Woman into Oblivion. He shared in that conversation as well how the major key to them totally transforming their relationship was them amplifying their masculine and feminine energies. He talked about how this led to the best sex they've ever had and all the reverberations of that into their day-to-day lives. Today, we're going even deeper into the Oblivion fucking territory. We're going to be joined by Meg, his partner, and they will both share their perspectives on this provocative and oh-so-profound topic of polarity. There is a lot to unpack here because on the surface, it can be easy to misunderstand what we're getting at. And this conversation between the three of us does a brilliant job of going deep enough to do that. So if you're feeling a bit provoked, that's a good thing. I am a provocateur. After all, it's my job. Stay with it. Open yourself up to the very deep ideas here. I also realize that so much of what we talk about runs totally contrary to the current brainwashing and propaganda that's out there about gender ideology. I'll let you know right now, I do not give a shit. I gleefully, gloriously do not give a flying fuck. So if you feel compelled in your underfucked state to try to educate me to do better, don't bother. In other words, fuck off. I'm here to fuck on, fuck through, and fuck all over the place and help all those people who want the same thing to get there. You can go back to your sexless, gender-neutral, psyop existence and go write some anonymous internet comments to get your non-sex on we will all be over here getting fucked into oblivion without further ado here are jim and meg well fucked all stars right welcome jim and meg it's so great to have you here hey cam good to be here
1: always good to be here
0: so tell us about the evolution in your relationship of your masculine feminine dynamic. And then in the way that I talk about and teach this stuff, how that's shifted for you and what you recognize as being out of balance in the past and how that impacted your relationship and the rest of your lives. And then where you've been coming to now.
1: Okay. Well, after coming together, um, I hopped into, wait, no, you did, she did uh well-fucked woman. And then I hopped into sexual mastery for men and we were just loading our tool belts with more Anami tools. And we were riding high um, after those um, salons. We really were in a great, we were in a great place. We, uh, we were, implementing everything that you were teaching and you know life goes on and you know we had our ups and downs and our struggles but the tools that you just laid upon us had helped us to identify and just do an about face where before we would just have no way to correct you know the spin that we were in.
2: Mm -hmm. or even recognize that we were in that spin so the the biggest thing that we we learned when the first with the first salon after coming together was how to balance our polarity where I was in my masculine constantly and Jim wasn't in his masculine I wouldn't say he was so much in his feminine but not leading us and and just um, and I was a bulldog whether it was my personal life my you know, work life with my kids. And so there was that constant unhappiness and unsettling, you know, feeling, and he recognized it, but I didn't. So the biggest thing that we identified after coming out of, uh, you know, uh, coming together was recognizing that imbalance in our polarity. And that then was evolved into well woman, which was you know embracing my feminine in a bigger way, and it, it really helped me spend time on myself because we started as as, a, as you know in the couple salon, but well woman really helped me focus on me and what is it that I needed to do to recognize how to be in my feminine um, on my own. Um, a lot of times without Jim necessarily driving it you know um through through his um specifically the the sexual aspect of it and then um Jim did the sexual mastery for men which really brought out I think the purpose that he was looking for and gave him a direction, a sense of direction in his life And so we have been thriving we've had our ups and downs no doubt. Um, but with all the tools like you said that you've empowered us with you know we recognize very quickly when there's a shift in polarity um, because this is stuff we're undoing of I don't know 40 some years of you know a certain way that we've been living our lives um, but we recognize it very quickly we use the tools that you've given us to start moving in the direction of being in that list that we're in when we both are in, in our polarity, me and my feminine and him and his masculine.
0: Can you describe more of what that means for people? So when you're in your polarity, things are working better. You're in your feminine, he's in his masculine. What does that feel like? And what does that look like? Yeah. Can I go? Yeah, go for <laughs> it. Because I think this has been the biggest
2: shift for for me. Um, and I, I did, you know, growing up, um, I was always told whether it was my parents or friends you know that that you're you know you you should have been a boy you should have been a guy like you're just you have all these um, you know um, strong, characteristics
1: strong characteristics. Of,
2: yes of 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 uh, uh, someone that would lead and would take charge and so i subconsciously grew up just thinking that maybe I was, you know, misgendered in a way, but um, never thought I should have been a boy, but more of a, you know, okay, so I I am a woman, but I've been blessed with all these qualities that, you know, I have, and I should use them for my benefit. And so whether it was my personal life, where I thought I was a strong, assertive woman, or my professional life, I've always come in, you know. It, I've always led with my masculine, like be that decision maker, drive things, more make things happen. But what I never recognized, um, and this is something that Jim started to take notice of, is that I was constantly unhappy, and I had no reason to be unhappy. I have a great job, I have a wonderful husband, amazing kids when we had kids, and every day I'd come home and you know have a short fuse I'd be frustrated all the time and I attributed that to every ounce of patience I had I've used up at work so I can't do that anymore when in reality it was all due to the fact that I was living in my masculine and and just trying to not embrace my feminine meaning be It was just against everything that came naturally to me when I didn't even recognize what came naturally to me, which was being in my feminine. And so through the course, um, you know, that was one of the biggest shifts we had. And I recognized that I was constantly in my masculine and I didn't need to be. And when I stopped doing that, stopped leading, being aggressive all the time, you know, coming from it like a man would instead of coming, you know, approaching things from a more feminine perspective, boy, oh boy, did that sh- change things. And 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 I, go ahead, you, it sounds like you had a question.
0: Yeah, how would you approach things from a more feminine perspective? So I would say just
2: not having to constantly feel like I'm a, in a flight and fight mode. So, um uh, One, being better fucked, I will say that, (laughs) helped without a doubt, Um, because yes, (laughs) we thought we had a great sex life, but I was clearly under fucked. Um, So having, you know, amazing sex, those incredible orgasms uh, definitely helped, but it also, with that, um, the meditations that you provided, doing the JDAG, all the tools, basically, you know, just helped me come approach things from a more nurturing way and more of a softer, um, what's the word I'm looking for, more, you know, being just letting the world lead things and letting it fall into place instead of feeling like I have to be in control all the time. And when you approach it from the perspective of I'm surrendering I'm letting I know the world will will catch me if I fall I know Jim will catch me if I fall things do fall into place I don't have to think four months ahead as to how my life's going to turn out because it's going to turn out exactly how I want it to if I let go so letting go was a big part of recognizing that's what helps me being in be in my feminine without having to feel like I'm constantly leading and taking charge.
0: So instead of like thinking and making a decision about something you want and bulldozing and maybe ignoring signs that might be guiding you this way a little bit or that way a little bit you're just like <laughs> full steam ahead I got this whereas yeah. opposite of that is you can still choose what you want but you're more open to signs from the universe to help from the universe and from maybe you're it's like slowing down to even listen to your intuition and then not coming from like i have to you know bulldoze through this or it's not going to happen you can go at an easier pace and trust that what's meant to be will meant will will be yeah. You're
2: absolutely right. Yes. I think you articulated it better than I could have said it. But the big thing there is the, the signs from the universe and letting things fall into place as they're supposed to. That was huge. And just that's your, been constant happening to me constantly. Just at her job. Yes. There was
1: like so many signs. Yeah. Where it was like
2: it's, it's like the universe is holding me and shaking me, and in the past I would have been like, whatever, you know, it's yes, a it. yes. <laughs> yes. Seriously, I've got this. Yes, yeah. but I, mean, I I used to come home and I would tell Jim about these things, and he's like, look at it, it's like it's the universe sending you signs, and I said, damn right it is, and it's catching me and it's preventing me from doing things that you know, I probably would have done and wound up in a worse situation than I am because I'm not letting things play out the way they need to and trust the process. And so you're 100% right. It absolutely, that was a huge shift for us, for me.
1: Yep. And when she's like, our polarity is messed up. I'm miserable. (laughs) I like am a miserable son of a bitch because I'm unhappy it's just once you've had that taste of the correct polarity, when you when it's not there, it just sucks. We're both unhappy.
2: I, yes. I get miserable, he gets miserable, and we recognize it very quickly. Um, and and step back from it. And it's the, time to
1: clear the glass and yes. have talks like shit that happened. Let's, <laughs>
0: one, let's pause for one second. So, Jim, what does it look like for you then when you're in your like when you're imbalanced you know and out polarity like you said you're miserable but how else does that look and then how does it look when you're in your polarity right like in your whatever your masculine essence like what does that look and feel like for you in the same way that Meg described it for her
1: um I will say that when I am out of balance and we're out of balance and I'm not in my masculine then um It's things have to. It seems like you're working so much harder to get anything done. Uh, The relationship, I'm just like, you know, ready just to be like, all right, what's what are we doing here? You know, back into the old unhappiness, right? And it's just, and I think that the house becomes more. Everybody in the house becomes more agitated. Um, my work is not as, um, efficient and streamlined and like my head down and working. Cause I'm thinking about the relationship and how, you know, how out of balance we are and how bad it sucks, you know? So you're thinking about, it's like being like depressed almost, you know, in an oppressive state. Um, and I'll have to do like energy clearing on myself, um, and things like that just to get basically my energy up because i feel such a zap of energy whether it be working out or wanting to eat right or do all these things in in my progression progression of changing into a more masculine man it's just it everything becomes a just a struggle because if you're not if there's no happiness in the home it's just like fuck it you know because it's i don't know it's it's just it's so hard to describe because we lived that way so long. And then when we went through all these classes, it was completely different. And when you get back into it, you're just like, it's, it's amazing how it yeah. sucks you in, right? Like you have to put in the work cause it sucks you in and you start just being an asshole to yourself and to your, you know, your spouse and your kids and everything like that. I mean, it's, it's huge. It is huge. That, that, that polarity, that masculine, you know, in, in the polar opposite, when I'm in my masculine, I am grabbing the world by its ears and fucking it in its face, right? But when I am not, then, you know, I am back to um, being a purposeless bitch like I was before I met Kiminami, right? That's, I mean, it's it's that big for me.
0: Tell us more about fucking the world <laughs> in its space <laughs> and then being a purposeless bitch.
1: <laughs> um, so for me, when I was not in my masculine, I didn't take care of Meg. I didn't take care. Of, I wasn't there for the boys. Not that I was a bad dad or anything like that, but I wasn't there like a thousand percent like I am now leading my boys, teaching them, pushing them making them better you know boys and you know soon to be men um and then i was just a drifter like i knew that i wanted to do all these things um businesses were always like this you know um confidence was low um you know weight kind of was always like up and down things like that it was just like a boat without a rudder you know it's purposeless and then when you're purposeless like that and you have no male essence or that masculine essence, then you are a bit of a bitch. You know, it is what it is, right? You're just bitch. like, you're a whiny beta bitch. You know, I don't think I was like, you know, I didn't, what was it, quaff my hair or like, you know, I wasn't like metrosexual or anything like that. But like, I would just say like, um, I needed to step up. I needed an ass kicking, right? Now, on the other hand, when I'm in my masculine, I feel like I can conquer the world. I am like just kicking ass on what I need to do. My purpose is laser focused, right? I have a complete plan of how we're going to um, switch our roles for good permanently. Um, I think I want to, I'd like to, I don't know if we should talk about it now or later, but you know, we're in this dynamic where she's been the breadwinner for most because I've always had like um 1099 type jobs like independent contractor right I've I've ran my own hedge fund et cetera et cetera so I've always done the risky stuff and she's been stable and so she's had like that's the reason the, the the role has been like really reversed right
0: so in your outer, like particularly like your vocational lives, right? So yeah. in terms of earning and career, you're saying that Meg's had this traditional, more masculine.
1: Yes. Yes. And I'm going life. to go out on a limb and I'm going to tell you that that is a huge source of, um, I would say, frustration and um, I think it's, not just me, but talking to other men like SMM and other men that I do like energy clearing work with, I think that is just huge beyond huge. Um, you know, not saying that she has to be home with a maid outfit and like, you know, whatever to have her own, you know, go into her own business and all that kind of stuff. But the main taking care of the house And
2: providing and providing
1: for your family is such a masculine necessity. I cannot even stress it. And I know that will piss some people off, but I don't care because I I know it to be true. It just, it is true. You have to provide for your family. You have to provide for your wife. And if you know, you have to give her that option to choice, to choice to explore what she wants to explore or explore Being a great mom, or whatever it is, right? That it is for her to feel feminine. I never gave that to her ever. And I never knew how necessary that was until I went through your classes, period. Yeah. It just, it, it, again, it took me from like just a purposeless, just lost little bitch into just, crazy masculine guy who I know I have a plan it's going to work you know we're I'm busting my balls doing it and you know it's going to change our relationship you know pr- I think permanently I think that's why we also you know we get into these um laws ebbs, ebbs and flows because that is the ultimate thing that is that will come up for us that that is the thing that tips our polarity the most mm-hmm. and i think i not don't think i know that once that is reversed then we're not going to have these ebbs and flows of our um because she's not going to have to be at an office you know um but even though she's with- doing her
2: without a choice. You yes. know, it's a, so so the thing that I want to add to this, and I'm I'm sure a lot of women are in this position, but I felt like I didn't have the option or the choice to do what I wanted to do and had to keep at you know doing what I was doing, even when I had two kids, um, to make sure we had stability from a family perspective. And that shouldn't have been my role. That should have been Jim's role. And that was huge because that's that anger, that resentment that I've had in terms of I was not able to do what I wanted to do. And I always thought of that as the freedom to explore career choices. But now when I look back at what is it that I really wanted to do, what I wanted to do was to be at home with my children, with my boys, the first five, six years of their life. And I I, I fight that battle still, you know, the, the guilt of not being able to do that. And Nurture them, raise them. I mean, how empowering is that as a mother? We are, you know, as women, that's our strength. And for me to not have the option to have even been able to embrace that, um, and, you know, we poo poo. Oh, you know, why do you want to be a stay at home mom? Oh, man, what a waste of, you know, your, your brain. And and why would you want to, you know, waste all mm. this education you've had, that then inherently feeds into fighting your, your feminine, which to me, my whole life, I've looked at being in my feminine as a weakness, you know, it's a sign of weakness. It's and if superpower. anything, it's it is, it's a strength. And, to me, that was the biggest shift and then the change. Like I could never pinpoint and say, why is it that I'm frustrated? Why is it that I'm unhappy? And, and going through these courses with you and being able to, you know, understand and recognize it was polarity. It was not being in my feminine. And then realizing why was I not in my feminine? Well, because Jim wasn't in his masculine. So it has really opened, you know, the 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 source of our unhappiness was was the polarity issues that we had which you know an environment did not allow us to be in the roles that we wanted to be and and we still are not there yet like jim said but we but recognize we, it and, and we
1: have a plan we and have we have, plan, have yeah. and we we were able to through clearing the glass like pinpoint what it was right and have and categorize everything and understand everything that was all through glass clearing and just working through all this and then also our independent work through wfw and smm um, and combining all these different things Mm -hmm. um, it's really allowed us to, to have an understanding which is to me like very powerful because we have a plan and we stick to it and then yeah there are frustration days and things like that but um
2: that's when we realize we need to clear the glass run into the bedroom and have and, a good fucking yes. <laughs> but, but we fixed all the peripheral things that i think uh, you know stemmed out of that polarity imbalance that we had and then the final thing for us is just you know, reversing the role of me being the provider financially yep. in our household and Jim taking charge of that, so I can.
1: And I'm going to do that. Figure out what doing the most do. masculine thing that I could ever do is like basically by protecting our home. Mm-hmm. Um, and but it's it's funny how that happens, right? Like the thing that was good that's going to reverse us is the one of the most masculine things that I could do. You know, so it's just um, fitting, I guess you could say, um, that we've that it's going to end up like that.
0: Okay. So, how about how your polarity showed up sexually? So, you have this going on in your outer lives. And then, what did that look like in the bedroom? And what kind of correlation was there during this?
1: Oh, when we're out of polarity, we have dry spells. (laughs) <laughs> Seriously. It's, a, it's as simple as that. Um, there was like we had a pretty long dry spell, and I think was it a couple weeks ago, like she was kind of laying in bed and tired and whatnot. And I literally just took my cock and put it down her throat and got things started, you know. So, and that's like the, you know, we it, it's the spark that like gets us back, you know, going back in the masculine. And the feminine um
2: so gym gym leading in the bedroom is a huge turn-on and it, it's not to say that you know we we didn't have a good sex life we
1: no was, we didn't we, well. i'm telling you like we thought we did <laughs> yeah. no we thought we did yes but like since like you taught to, us gourmet yeah. sex yeah. no we didn't have no no we, we were did. like vanillas you yes. know like just your average joe sex who thinks it's awesome you know <laughs>
2: Very true. And, and so when Jim isn't as masculine, that, you know, to answer your question about how that polarity shows up in the bedroom, it's a huge turn on, you know, when he leads, you feel, I, I feel his energy, I feel like he's taking charge, it makes me want to surrender, and just let go. And that is huge, because the more I learn about letting go um and especially in, in the bedroom, the more amazing sex I have. And you know, I've never cried when I've had sex and some of the orgasms that you just know yesterday. We've had, yesterday twice. Twice she, w- it- where I was just bawling and I was like, okay, you know, I I needed that, I needed that. It's it's it but- it puts me in 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 this, I feel like I'm walking on on clouds. Kim and it's just a zen beautiful feeling blissful feeling and the only other time that I've felt bliss physically is when I've held my babies and my my children and and so when I describe to Jim how I feel in the bedroom after we've had this amazing encounter where he's in his masculine and I'm in my feminine it literally feels blissful and there's no other way in my mind to describe it
1: yeah and I'm in control too so like I can fuck her for 30 minutes or more you know and that's you know how we have
2: (laughs) 10 minutes used to be like an accomplishment (laughs) (laughs)
1: as long as she came first I was like all right now I can just (laughs) I'm a winner now I can stop thinking about Margaret Thatcher right
0: (laughs) (laughs) old flex, new flax
1: right so, and, you know, the other night we were, you know, it was cervical followed by waves by cervical. And I think, and correct me if I'm wrong. I think that's the, you know, a lot of the cervical orgasms that she has have been like emotional releases, but the other night was the first time I believe there was just like pure bliss. Right. So, cause we've worked on all this, cathartic releases of emotions, and now she's getting to the point where they're blissful, you know, still crying and all that kind of stuff, but it's a different...
2: It's different waves of emotion. So when you say, Kim, like, you know, go deeper, and there's always more to explore, that's so true because we, I'm experiencing that definitely in our relationship. But, you know, it, it's always to me, I've always wanted a more masculine man in my life, someone that can take charge, there's nothing, there's no bigger turn on than Jim taking charge, leading the initiative and not going, do you feel like having sex today? You know, instead of just picking me up, taking me to the bedroom, throwing me on the bed and, and doing what he needs to do, such a huge turn on. And so when you you've said that in a lot of your, you know, um, your online content, it is so true. And I would challenge any woman out there to disagree with me because that is a fact <laughs> and that, that puts us in surrender and helps me enjoy, you know, sex even more.
1: Well, even, okay. So I put together a program as well. And just the mere fact of me putting together the program was a huge turn on because it was me, Doing, you know the initiative right and it's what kind of program was it jim oh kim I mean, <laughs> um so like th- we really got into lingam massages and yoni massages and things like that mm-hmm. and um as meg became more um in her surrender she was able to now understand um meditation, and spiritual, like, you know, transcendence, and getting, you know, to your higher self, and all those kinds of things.
2: And exchanging energy. And exchanging
1: energy, 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 right? Those were all foreign concepts that I always, always, always wanted from her, and never got, until we went through these courses, where she's allowed herself to crack her own like kind of glass clearing, right? That own her own wall around herself is crumbling, so that she can be with herself and um, get into that um, energy, right? That 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 beautiful energy that we all have that ninety nine percent of us are scared to tap into, right?
0: And I think listening to that too, and what Meg was saying earlier, I think as a woman especially let's say from our period of time or generation, there was this real like pushing away of anything feminine, right? Feelings, yuck, like internal, <laughs> like anything that had echoes of the feminine was weakness and wouldn't be productive in terms of getting ahead in the world. And so for me, any like feelings, I was like, oh, what, what the, what is the use of that? That is such a waste of time. Like literally had those kinds of thoughts, you know, years and years, decades ago. And so I wonder if part of that was an association with those things as being feminine. Right. Well, I, then, 100%. But
1: I also wonder yeah. if it also is that, you know, she felt comfortable enough to and safe enough to finally um, go
2: let my walls down,
1: let her walls yeah. down, but like within herself, though, too. Right. Because but, but
2: Kim is 100% right. Like, I, the one well, <laughs> I'm wrong. But no, no. My, <laughs> <it's> both. <laughs> I see it. They both. Yes, my kidding. my dad de- like I remember growing up too, you know, it was always a think with your head, not your heart, because your heart can mislead you, you know, right, especially right. as a woman. Yeah. And every time I've had a gut feeling about something or I I you know in in retrospect ever responded to something from a from a you know from my heart. It's always been right. And I told Jim last night, it was, you know, for the first, probably first time in I don't know how many years, I said, Jim, I've always made every decision ever with, with my head. Even the thought of like having a first child, okay, we've been married three years, we're good. Everybody around us is, you know, it's that stupid uh, how, how much we let that take over our lives. And I said to him last night, I said, you know, Jim, one of the few decisions I've made with my heart was my decision to, to marry you and be with you. I went with my, because logically, oh gosh, we'd been dating less than a month. You know, we didn't know each other. I didn't know much about his background, but whatever, it's something clicked. And in my heart, I knew this was right. And I followed it. And, you know, clearly like, despite all the things that haven't worked out for us, he was the right man for me. And I realized that after coming together even more
1: um, I think I more became the right man right it was always in in there right it It was was always in there but
2: so uh, because I wouldn't have married him if that wasn't the case because inherently deep down I knew you know how I felt but you're so right we've been really trained and now more so than ever to be in in that constant you know fighting what comes naturally to us which is ingrained in our heads uh, to be a weakness when if anything it's the strengths that we have so beautiful
0: so how else would you say that the correction of polarity and the inhabiting of your sexual energies has impacted your outer life so you've talked a little bit about career and work and there are other any other areas where you've noticed the reverberations out because in the way that i frame these things the couple really is the heart the energy generator the fuel source for not only their own connection, but for their family, for their community. Like, you know, we're all these power generators when we're really synced up together, right? Really, you really think about it that way. This, that concept of polarity really is the negative and the positive come together, right? And an electric charge, we create that charge every time we're having sex, if we're having sex in a conscious way and not just dumping out that energy. So we are these power generators all over the place. I wonder there's such a huge effort to confuse people about what their sexuality really is. Of course. So knowing that and knowing and feeling and seeing these waves move out from you out into your world, what other impacts have you seen happen in your worlds?
1: Um, I think by now being in that polarity and that masculine, having the balls to speak my truth, um, even just with my neighbor, right, Uh, we had some work done and instead of just like sweeping it under the rug and, you know, it it came to me that he was not happy that we were starting this project or whatever. I just went out there and, and talked to him about it. Right. I didn't, I wasn't, you know, pussy about it. And it just, he was like, so, Oh no, no. You know, just like, I just thought it was doing this and whatever, but it like, it smoothed everything out and there was nothing to be had. So nothing to be agitated about or nothing awkward, no awkwardness. Right. Um, so just even with your neighbors, having the confidence to speak, and be, this man that I'm supposed to be is, I believe, inspirational to other men um And then in our own community within our own house, I believe our boys mm-hmm. um it's changed a lot with our, our boys.
2: dynamic with our kids
1: um and again, just me
0: is it being that, are more- you guys referring to the Fookmore parenting method? Yes. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Mm. Yes, I thought so.
1: Yes, and our older, our eight-year-old is like mm, going to the bedroom, <laughs> raising the eyebrows, and he thinks we're just gonna kiss, but which is fine. But <laughs> um, we're yeah. going to so,
0: charge the battery and plug in.
1: Exactly. But I think it's it's allowed me to be more present with them, right, and and really appreciate my time with them. And then to lead them, um, to work on them mentally, like, you know, and, and hopefully set an example for how to be a man, how to be masculine. Right. Um, because we have, you know, a dynamic with both of our boys, one's older and sensitive. The other one is like more, um, Tasmanian, like devil, like more like, you know, street smart. Right. Yeah. But for me, because I, I know that's how I grew up, like my older one. And so if I can show him now how to be, you know, masculine and teach him so that he can recover and whether he's doing sports or anything like that, to have the confidence inside himself. Right. That's huge um and then in,
2: especially in an environment where all our kids hear about is you know toxic masculinity and um and 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 all these ideas that are being flowed, these are keywords you know that they constantly hear and they start believing and so a lot of the things that kids we have so
0: at what age are hearing
2: about toxic oh, masculinity
1: second well, third grade like we we pulled our kids out of public school
2: mm-hmm. it was horrible yeah, we don't need propaganda, um, you know, education. And so to us, um, it was it was huge because they and, and it's not that it shelters them completely because they do other things, you know, where, where they hear these things or start observing things and we want them to be comfortable, in, you know, in their skin and own what what they're what they have, and and it's a beautiful thing. And had I recognized that, I would have turned out to be so different, you know, as as you know, growing it, it to be a, a young teenager or, or as a woman, and I wouldn't have had this constant polarity struggle, you know, that I've been dealing with my entire life, forty years of it, is exhausting and it's terrible. And so we want our boys to you know, recognize their strengths as men and grow up to be, you know, the men that they they need to be.
1: Well, here's another thing too. You talk about community, like within our circle of friends, we can be at um, you know, a New Year's party or whatever it is, and people will poke fun of us like we're, oh, you guys are always all over you, you, each other blah 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 but that's inspired other people to come to us separately outside the group to say yes you know what's
2: going on
1: what's going on um i you know i sent one of um the folks in our in our little circle of friends our youtube video uh between you know the first interview and she watched it and now she identifies on a different level with Meg because she's experiencing the same thing. So we're out in the community, you know, living this new life and inspiring other people to say what, Hey,
2: we're helping them recognize the same things that we, why are they unhappy? Are why are they
1: hype? Cause everybody puts on their, you know, their, everything's okay. Face. Yeah. Right. And then when they're, when, when, again, part of that masculine energy and feminine energy is to be vulnerable, right? Mm-hmm. And to allow that yourself to show that and not, you know, not a weakness, right? And to say, hey, I was like that too. You know, I struggled here. I think this can help you, right? You need to go see Kim's work. You need to yes. do all this kind of stuff. And so we're inspiring other people. Um, you always get the people who think that everything's great and they've got great sex lives and everything, you know, yada yada yada. When you know that they're screaming for help on the inside, but the people that were able to affect in the community who will listen, you know, they're changing their own lives.
2: For me, it's also been um I've had a more open relationship and discussion about this with my mother my, my own mother who basically, you know, stayed at home, raised us and always thought of that to be a sign of weakness. Like she's extremely feminine, my mother, and she raised me to be anything but like her. And so we've talked about that and recognized how, you know, I admire what she did and, and to look at that as a strength and, you know, how, s- how lucky she was to be able to embrace you know her feminine because she grew up in a very different era and generation where she didn't have to fight that Um, and that being said nothing will get done in that house without my mom's permission and my dad recognizes that so he gives her that respect and catches her if she says I don't want to live in this city I'm miserable here he will change his job and go somewhere else to make sure his wife is happy. So I started to recognize that dynamic between my parents, which I don't think I ever had before. And then, you know, having that open conversation with them. So um, it's been just amazing.
1: Yeah. Here's the other thing, too. You created a monster when you gave us the tools to um heal our own traumas with all the different modalities and things like that. And so I became a master of one and I'm able to go in the community and help others with their trauma, um, which is huge because I never would have done that if I didn't have the confidence and the masculine energy to lead somebody through something like that. Some like very, very, very heavy stuff that I've worked with folks with, but I, you know, being that rudderless, purposeless person. I couldn't have done that. I couldn't be out in the community helping other people um, with energy clearing and and, um, trauma and things like that. And that would not have happened without your classes, without, I didn't know about any of that stuff before I started working with you.
2: And he uses that on our boys too. So it's been amazing that the whole concept of energy clearing and blockage Is something that he recognizes, like, especially with our older one who's a competitive swimmer and will tell us, I feel like I'm swimming through mud. I've hit a wall. I can't get past it. He asks for tapping before we we go to a meet now. And it's just aligning his
1: dantian and
2: and, and his chakras. And it's just,
1: and he's a different swimmer.
2: (laughs) So So he notices it. Yeah. Oh, he's a
1: different swimmer. 100%. But again, it's night and day. We're using, this everything that we've learned in anami land and paying it forward it's
2: very empowering kim i mean for anybody that you know I, I hope people that are listening recognize you know these these struggles that we have daily uh, you know and and are able to understand why and so much of it stems back to polarity it's just incredible here's
1: the thing you give people the tools to recognize right because otherwise, you're in this hamster wheel of, I'm pissed off, she's pissed off, now I'm super unhappy and I'm living this, mm-hmm. you know, rat race life, and then when you get off that train and you take a stop and go through coming together or VKF or some any of those things, then it's like, you know, you shower us with the gifts of. Being able to recognize and say, "Okay, this is what's causing that wheel to spin. This is what's causing that train to just push us through life that we don't, you know, you're going through unconsciously, right?" Um, you had this beautiful, like one of the best things I think I've seen you post on your Instagram where it was like transcending, and it's transcending, right? And that's what any salon that you offer. Allows people, if they put the work into it, to end the trance that they're in.
0: That's so lovely. So beautifully put. Is there anything else that you two like to add?
1: Just fuck a lot. (laughs) (laughs) But good gourmet sex, right? Um, And for the guys out there, i would say that this has made me recognize that it's so funny cuz when we get in our ruts you know you, you don't want to be the person that you know that nudges like that's the old like the old me right the before kiminami me um the underfucked Jim. right so as the man in your masculine you have to recognize that you have to be the one that kickstarts this that jump starts you know that takes control again in the bedroom whatever it is to show that feminine woman that partner of yours that it's okay for her to become that delicate flower right it's going to be okay and once you do that and then you have this amazing sex and um, glass clearing and just honesty right like I think the other night too I was just again being able to speak your truth to your partner and be confident about that and and also understanding that you're taking that 150 percent on your side and and whatever and there's no judgment but I felt like you know so I'll give you an example what, like a couple nights ago we were clearing the glass and I told meg i think for the first time back when we were having like all of our troubles like we, all this would come up she's like do you want me to just be a traditional woman you know you, you just want me to do this and that i thought you wanted a strong woman and i think the other night is the first time i ever told her "Is like i wanted to tell her yes back then but i was too much of a pussy because i didn't know like what would happen right and now i was like I have no fear of saying, this is what I want. This is what I want from you. This is what I need from you. Right. And then, you know, as I talk about that, it's, there's still like the two sides, right? I still worship her in her own way and and all that, but I am more of a man about it to say, this is, this is what I need. This is what I want. This is yes. You're going to, you're going to propose this question to me. I'm going to tell you the truth now. Right. I'm not going to, be a bitch about
0: it. The phrase you just said, I'm going to be a man about it. So what is a man? What does being a man mean?
1: Man, um, you stumped me that last interview, right? And I was kind of rambling. I've been thinking about this so much (laughs) and and wanting to be prepared, but it's still, it's just, it is absolutely um, being in control, right? Of yourself, right? Having that confidence, speaking your truth, um, being in touch with your lingam and letting your lingam like shine that light, that wand of light, right? Um, the 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 Vajra? Was it Vajra? That like the power, the lightning bolt of it, right? Mm-hmm. Just, and then stepping up, right? And I also think it's protecting your home, right? It's protecting... Your family. your family against all this stupid eating your bug, you know, eat the bugs and all that <laughs> other bullshit. Right. And I think that's a big part of being a man, right. Like, and protecting them from, you know, the Kabuki 19 and the mask mar- wearing and all that other bullshit and standing up and being a light and being a shield and leading like that. Right. And, you know, there's the whole, kind of alpha thing that I think is fake right there's a way to be alpha but have all these different components and layers on there being able to catch your woman and all that kind of stuff and then being like your chest out and proud and like walking with co- confidence um which is my favorite word um and it's just that is all these components of being a man huge.
0: And then Meg, what would you say being a woman is in this framework?
2: In this framework, it is learning how to surrender and letting go. And for me, that's been the biggest shift. Um, Recognizing polarity, recognizing my strengths as a woman, nurturing those And taking care of myself, Kim, I don't think I had done that in so many years. And that's not, oh, I'm going for a run. You know, I need my me time. It's to internalize, to recognize the power of the energy, feminine energy that we have. All of that has been incredible and empowered me to be in my feminine and, you know, outside of, of course, the sexual orgasms that come with this. But It's been uh, very life-changing for me. I've found my balance. Um, I'm very nurturing to my children, something that I've always wanted to do. And they feel it. They recognize it. Jim recognizes it. And um, I've used the strengths that I've always recognized as a weakness to empower me. And I'll tell you this too, Kim, when I'm not in my feminine at work, things don't go my way. It's been, I feel like I'm constantly fighting and butting heads with people, but the minute I'm in my feminine, all all these men around me seem to start agreeing with me, you know, rather quickly than having to have an argument to prove my point. So it is just, I have seen the benefit of being in my feminine, even in a corporate world and environment um, and making things happen the way I need them to be versus being in my masculine and forcing them to happen the way they need to be. So it's been amazing.
1: I think also for the men, you need to lift iron, you need to do calisthenics. You know, that is the one thing that I took away from SMM is not only just like understanding that self-pleasuring and like just generating that power from your lingam, but also on the outside Like, I've taken that way more seriously now with my um, diet and just getting on, like, hiring a coach to get, you know, more strength and things like that. I think that is essential for a guy because there's so many potato chip and beer people, like, whatever your your poison is, right? And to be, like, again, have that – I think also (sighs) – You need that um, camaraderie with other men Mm -hmm. as well. And probably the same with the women, right? Like to help you bask in that masculinity, right? Um,
2: To find more of our kind. And actually, we have been able to do that um, through, you know, your salons. And it's been really uh, amazing to be with like-minded people um, that have recognized this and are in this journey together. So we've made quite a few friends along the way through the salon, um, and
0: still keep in touch. So,
1: yep.
0: I love that. So what would you say to people who might say, well, the things that you're describing aren't necessarily the jurisdiction of male or female, like these are things that anyone could experience.
1: Bullshit. <laughs> Sorry, yes. this is bullshit. It's, there is like, it's not just me, but other men that have gone through, you know, like my brothers in SMM and her sisters and VKF or whatnot, we all experience the same thing. We're all human, right? We're not transhuman. We're not this, we're not that. We are all human and we have very specific energies and the people that are in touch and um, can tap into those energies whatever you came down here to be right i think it's bullshit that people would ever think that you know that this could be fake or not real or that what i'm spewing or saying or you know they just can't jive with or whatnot because they are not they're hiding from something they're not being authentic and that I guarantee you that they are an unhappy underfucked person, right? I have this body that I came down, I chose to be man, right? For the longest time I didn't I I thought I was a man, right? And but I never tapped into that energy fully until you taught me, right? And that has been a source of my happiness now that I know what it is to tap into that energy. there's no way that you can tell me that, you know, polarity and, you know, it's, you know, it works for us. You know, we can do, I can, I can roll, you know, I can be the more masculine woman and he can be feminine, all that kind of stuff. I guarantee you, I'll bet you all the money I have that there's unhappiness there because they're not being authentic to their self. And I just think that is the sooner that people... Stop pretending that the happier they will be. Right. So I'm very just I'm very uh, emphatic about that because. That had such an impact on me in your classes. Right. It's really it's literally changed my life. And that's how important it is to me
2: it helped recognize and and put that in words for us like what what was the source of the unhappiness why were we unhappy um what what did it mean you know to have um opposing polarity and being masculine being feminine like all we knew is that we had uh, some friction and we were unhappy but couldn't tell why and so going through your courses helped us recognize that and and we're all, I mean, a, a woman's a woman, you know, to me, I just, I feel like if I struggled with it, then I'm sure a lot of working mothers, you know, are struggling with it. And, and why do you have that struggle? Because you're opposing something that's innately you and not embracing it and not recognizing it. So that's been huge.
1: For you're, us. you're opposing the source, right? Like that higher self, that consciousness, right? And you're trying to say that it's wrong and because I was raised a certain way, or because I've had this trauma, or, you know, whatever I learned until I was seven years old, and that's my program I'm running, you're going to justify it, saying, no, I can be a strong woman as this, or blah, blah, blah. And no, a strong woman is somebody that can be delicate and surrender and live life through, you know, forging that path, right? I always like to use this analogy that it's like you know the superheroes right and you've got superman you've got like i don't know with the green lantern whatever and this guy is jealous because he can do this this and this and he's jealous of him because he could fly and he's got lasers out of his eyes really but what they are missing is that their own superpowers are beautiful and amazing if they use them right right if they use them and tap into them There's no reason for me to be jealous of her ability to out-nurture me, right? There's no reason for her to be jealous of my masculinity and, you know, ability to be in control and lead, right? Because- We
2: each have our different powers.
1: and And those powers are beautiful, right? To each their own, right? So that is huge for me and that's huge and I, again, when you're jealous of somebody else's powers and you try to be that person, you're gonna be unhappy because you're not living your authentic life. You're not you you're not rolling with you know that higher consciousness, right? Because you're just you're it's jealousy, right? It's like and and the corporate media and who else is like cramming the shit down both like men and women's throats to try to like fool you into being inauthentic. Um, to be jealous of that other superhero's powers, when you should be learning to tap into your own powers and exploit those and be the best superhero that you can be with the powers that you were given.
2: I don't have to compete with a man to feel good about myself. I, you know th- that's what I've learned and recognized through this process too. It's not that's not my competition. It doesn't need to be because we're not competing fairly or equally. Cause I have, like he said, you know, I have my own strengths that I can use, you know, for, for myself. So
1: like her superpower, like when she's delicate and in surrender, that makes me feel like a fucking King, right? That is a superpower in itself inspires me to go out and want to be great to, to do all these things. And yes, That's innately in myself, but when she is delicate in my flower, then it like amplifies it, right? It's like, it's given me like testosterone pills (laughs) naturally.
0: I love that. I love so much of what you guys have said there. And the idea that, you know, we came into this earth and into this plane with these bodies and they have their own inherent powers and gifts and strengths and why wouldn't you just embrace them right yeah. and like accept that that's the body that you have and these are the powers they're in and so yeah i think that's beautiful and um there's something else that you said too just about the i think i dropped it but, um because there's so much, yeah, there's so much of an, well, I guess this idea that, yeah, you're missing out on this pathway into a higher part of yourself, right? There, we did an interview, I don't know if you saw it last week's interview with Pramila and David, and she was talking about how after some really horrific sexual abuse and wanting to do anything but be in her body, she, one of the things that, Really brought her back into her body was the notion of being a woman. I am a woman, and interestingly, her pathway into that was through the whole natural law study, like natural man and woman. Mm -hmm. She's like, I'm a woman, and somehow that was a key. That was a huge key for her to get into her own body and the truth of who she is on these multiple levels, and really begin the deeper healing journey that she's on and has been, you know, beautifully going through. Um, but that's, yeah, like we have these gifts and that that's the whole point is to connect to what they really are. And it's seemed like such a simple thing, And I guess because the messaging is so strong, you know, and like I said, different versions of it through the generations, we had our own version of it growing up. It's a different version now. It's got a different slant to it, but we had our own versions of that in our generation too. And I'm sure even before that, right? So
1: now they're like mixing the genders, right? So nobody has superpowers, right? Like how, how anemic can we make every, like both sides, right? So to not be able to recognize each their own, you know, superpowers. And I think that, again, that's why your work is so important because you have the work for the couples, you have the work for the women, you have the work for the men, and it's an invitation for all these people to learn about their superpowers.
0: Yeah, very well said through these electrical charged genitals that we have right positive and negative charge attracting each other and coming together to generate all of this power
1: yes huge
0: amazing well thank you guys so much for being willing to have this conversation because i think it's such a very it's complex and nuanced and takes can take a while if somebody hasn't thought about this before and especially if they've come from you know the calm, the modern moment of vernacular around these you know masculine and feminine then this could seem very confronting but I think it's like listening to the truth of people's experiences and people who've really gone into that and, and had that. And like you said, and then the commonality within those experiences and then the resonant theme also seems to be when people are reluctant to inhabit their bodies and those energies, it's for a reason it's from trauma. It's from, you know, a dissociation that is preventing them from really, connecting there and now on top of that so much brainwashing and propaganda
1: yes yep.
2: and I was that woman like even two years ago if if I were to have these conversations I would have sounded like everybody else out there say you're fucking crazy <laughs> if you're you know if, if you're telling me I can't be the way I am because I'm a strong assertive woman but the whole definition of what that means has evolved and changed so much. And we're both in such a happy place, you know, in in our relationship. So it's been just life-changing, him.
0: And look, that's the truth I've seen as well, that even if people are existing in a polarity-reversed or gender-neutral relationship, they're not happy and they're not fucking. And if they're anywhere, if they are having any kind of sex, it's lame as fuck.
2: Yeah, <laughs> Yeah,
0: <laughs> it is just, like three minutes. We can tick it off the box, you know, right? We it, right? Like, yeah. and we then and
1: then you go on to be miserable for the rest of the day because you you are fighting your essence, right? You're fighting your consciousness, your higher self, and that is exhausting in itself.
0: Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for sharing everything and we'll have to bring you back for an update in the future. Awesome. Thank you for having us, Kim. The Coming Together for Couples Salon is now open. This is my 10-week online salon for couples. In it, we go deep into how to break out of the buddies and sexless rut and into the wild and orgasmic reality of sexual polarity, helping you to reconnect with and own your potent masculine and feminine essences. We also go into all things orgasmopedia, from full body and energy orgasms, G-spot orgasms for her and him, cervical orgasms, and super cock stamina building so he can get her there. You will receive tutorials in tantric breathing and energy practices, yoni and lingam massage, how to use sexual reflexology maps and sexual positions for healing and rejuvenation, and much, much more. To sign up, go to Kiminami.com, click on Sexual Savant Salons, and then you will find Coming Together.